Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, it is Monday, October 10th already, sunny and 79. The weather's been great. Uh, we're kicking off another week here on Drive Time Lincoln. Welcome to the show. And I'm your host uh, for today's show anyway, Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the commander. He's going to be back tomorrow for Twitter Tuesday, right, Johnny? He's going to be ready to go. And Absolutely, yep. All right, that's our voice of our producer for today. So, Johnny, thank you so much for producing. I got a question. I always got a question for you, right, before we start the show. Now, KLN has poll of the week, right? Okay. Do you vote every week in the poll of the week? I don't. Johnny, no. <laughs> well, we need you <laughs> to do that. Leave it to that. the listeners for it. We easily. need you to do that. Uh, this week's question is, who would you like to see nominated for the soon-to-be vacated Senate seat? All right. It gives a whole list, you know, Pete Ricketts, Mike Hilgers, Matt Ennis, Don Bacon, K. Orr, Dave Heineman, or other. You may want to put your name in the hat there. Oh, John, man. For <laughs> filling the Senate seat. <laughs> Give so. myself another hat to wear. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, hey, weather's been great. It's been awesome so far. We're kicking off fall. Obviously, enjoy it. We, well, we'll probably have, what, two or three weeks of great weather and then a little chill down quite a bit. But uh, over the whole week, really, we're looking at temperatures in the 60s and 70s and, and some 80s tomorrow. So it's going to be really good. Get out there and enjoy that. We've got a really good show lined up for today. We're going to talk all about uh, property. And if you're a property owner or a, you know want to be a property owner soon, here in the near future. Today's show's for you. First half of the show, we've uh, we've invited in Lancaster County Assessor uh, Rob Ogden to come in the studio and join us and really answer some questions as we jump into, obviously, election. What, we've got uh, 28 days left to the election. So, like yeah, yes. it's coming real close. So, Rob, thank you so much for joining us on Drive Time Lincoln. Appreciate excited it. excited to be here and answer whatever questions I might be able to answer, which well, better be them all. <laughs> well, well, we'll do all we can. We'll do all we can. Uh, first of all, why don't you share with the audience um, just about yourself and how you got ultimately to be Lancaster County Assessor? <laughs> well, I'm a longtime Lincoln resident. Yeah. I was born here. Were you really? Yes. St. Elizabeth's, the one that's gone. Yeah. Right on South Street. Lived in the Bethany area. Mm-hmm. If you know where Bethany is, by Northeast area, and uh, then Metal Lane was built, we were in an old acreage, and so I made money by gathering pop bottles when I was a little kid with my wagon because there was no disposable bottles. They were all two-cent deposit, and the workers didn't care about the two cents, so they were building hundreds of homes at that time in Metal Lane. So that's that part. Went to East High, just had a great time there, played basketball with, I think you know, Kent Reckaway probably, and and the Miracle on Vine Street team, (laughs) so I was a member of that, and just learned to love Lincoln, and got into college after five, six major changes, I decided to get into business college, and majored in finance and economics and a minor in accounting and i hate accounting to this day (laughs) anyway uh just in my senior year i took a business class that had to do with feasibility studies and that got me connected with doing appraisal work Mm -hmm. and got hired by a local appraiser george hancock 1979 
I'd been putting myself through school, working at Hinky Dinky, making $10 an hour at that time. We were a union shop, so that was great pay. Made more than my wife, who had just started teaching school. Really? And trying to go to school at the same time. And then when I took the job as an appraisal trainee with George, I made 3500 the first year and 3200 the second year. <laughs> and I'm wondering... This really isn't working out, <laughs> but he learned a ton and then went to work for the county assessor's office, mm -hmm. worked there four years, went to work for a private appraisal company for five years. It was called Trampion Associates, then went back to the county when Norm Aginaw was elected in 1991, and he asked me to run a revaluation. The county had not had a revaluation in over... 25 years really and so values were a mess so after four years we got that done made the paper almost every day in those days journal star was really falling because we were a mess mm. but in 1994 we sent out notices to 87,000 parcels and the average increase was 40 percent really so that got people's attention. <laughs> it did got them attention really fast. So that's where I really learned how to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> and not exactly happy people, but fell in love with how that works. Then I left after the four years because I wanted to get back in the private sector and did consulting work for around the state for county assessors and then managed a software company for two years that was connected with the assessment process hmm. and i learned that not everything i thought i could do i did very well and i didn't like that very well so i went back to the appraisal and then norm hired me back as the chief deputy again in 2002 and i've been there ever since and love it and he finally retired after 28 years back in 2018 mm -hmm. And so I ran, and I managed to squeak by a victory against <laughs> nobody. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, appraisal is a field that you learn a lot by doing. Mm -hmm. There's background stuff you need. There's a professional organization. You do a lot of classes. It really takes a lot of experience. And so... I've just learned to love it, and I've learned to teach it to other people, and with our staff of, what, 43 people of those, there's 21 appraisal people, mm. and so we have a staff to handle our 110,000 parcels in Lancaster County, and we have a geographic area. We're one of the larger counties physically. So Lincoln sits right in the middle, and then we've got ag stuff on both sides, mm -hmm. up and down, and then to the left and right, north, south, east, and mm -hmm. west, if you're not my wife. So <laughs> anyway, so just love to do that, and uh, we're very proud of what we've done over the years. Yeah. And we have, honestly, a nationally recognized assessment office. Well, you've done a lot of work both in the private sector and the public sector, like you just talked about. And it's so important, especially from an assessment standpoint, to have that experience and also be working with your staff. I want to talk about your staff in just a second, but why don't you tell us what the overall role is for somebody who may not understand what the assessor's office does? Our role is to 
value property as of January 1st of every year. And we do that based on sales over the prior two years and analyze it. And we don't, may not change values every year. Obviously, the market never is exactly the same. Right. But unless we see some changes that will require us to make a significant enough change that we want to have accurate values because our January 1 of each year, we have to be at market value hmm. or within a range of market value. And we are controlled by the state of Nebraska Department of uh, Revenue to be within a certain range. They rate where we're at. And to do that, we do a lot of things very similar to what if you're getting a mortgage loan for buying a home. Right. Residential, we've done it very similar to that. We use multiple regression analysis. We use uh, a bunch of different other analyses based on the sales. We do automated comp selection, and then we adjust all that for different areas, different types of property. So it's it's a process that takes at least a year to put together every time we do a change. Right. And then your assessments obviously impact property taxes for people, and I know a lot of people are concerned about that or at least have an interest, especially if you're a property owner. The last year and a half or so, property values, I mean, as far as sales prices in the market have just gone through the roof. And I think, if I remember right, last year or this year, you were going to kind of kind of see how the how property values um, either increased or decreased and kind of see how it pans out or, you know, after the dust settles a little bit. Where are we with that right now? Well, the last five years have been something I've never seen in Lincoln, and I've been around since in the business since 1979. The market has been red hot. Yeah, a lot of it's to do with limited supply and a large amount of demand and low interest rates. When we looked at things for this year, we were just within the range of not having the state tell us we need to revalue something, but close to where we need to make a decision. Do we want to do it? If we did it this year, I thought we may have to do it the next year. I hate doing it two years in a row, mm -hmm. but I also hate having 20% increases, 30% increases. Well, we decided to wait because I had concern. I'd like to take credit for it that it looked like we were going inflationary and that that would probably cause uh, interest rates to go up, which tends to slow purchasing. Right. Well, those things did come out. And we're right now in the stage where we've been working on new values for 2023, mm. next January. And we're looking at 30% increases to residential plus or minus on a raw basis for actually market value of january 1st now we deal with the state that they say we have to be within a range of 92 to 100 percent that's just a statistical range it's right. not what you shoot for you shoot for market and then they do not time adjust so 30 percent we're probably going to say 20 to 30 percent is the range we're looking at for residential. Uh, we also have ag land starting to go up again. The commodity prices are up. 
Mm-hmm. Now, in Lancaster County, because of the drought, there's a lot of there's less yield, and the inputs, fertilizer, those things are up. So all that balances out. We got to figure out that commercially, we raised multifamily properties last year significantly because we were behind. We'll probably have to look at doing some of that again this year because there's so much demand right. that there's a lot of people that are having to rent because they can't get into a home. Right. And if you've ever looked at a beginning home, it used to be you can find something under 100000 at least was livable. Well, you're looking oh, at 150, 200,000. I think I saw the last report in September for 2022. The median home price is around 275,000 just here in Lincoln. So mm-hmm. that's that's amazing. It's 520. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499 KLIM. We're talking with Lancaster County Assessor Rob Ogden. Now, Rob, let's talk about this. If you raise prices and you're looking to make a jump, you know, from an assessment standpoint of 20 to 30%, what happens if the market you know, take you know, tanks a little bit and drops. Okay. Do you reevaluate accordingly? What we're doing, we're doing our values as the market sits now. Mm-hmm. But we right. look at what's going to happen by January 1. And certainly the market has slowed the, because of interest rates basically doubling right. from 3 to, say, 6%, just rough numbers. That impacts who can buy a home. Mm-hmm. And... We've seen a more normal, it's becoming a more normal market. Instead of everything selling for above market, above the list right. amount, we're seeing things actually sit on the market and some things have to be reduced. But we don't see values going down, we see them flattening out. Yeah. And so that's where we're at, and we're going to have to deal with that to decide where we're at at the end of the year. Okay. Well, you're going to be, uh, obviously, running for re-election. That's happening, I think, in 28 days already. I can't believe how fast that's turned over. What have you achieved over the last four years that you're proud of? I'm really proud of what we did during the pandemic, during COVID. Um, 2000, we were remodeling our office, so we had all the staff move out anyway, but relocated in other areas of the county. And then... COVID hit, and we had to move everybody home. We had to figure out how to do that, how to survive that, how to communicate with people, how to still manage people. We used a lot of Zoom meetings. We had Teams, which is a way to connect with people in business, and you can use it as phone calling, as a Zooming, as a meeting, and to communicate with the public. So we did that. We ended up learning how to do our informal hearings, which we do from January to March. And we did, the last two years, we've done that remotely. We do it by phone. And that's and that's if somebody protests the valuation. That's if, well, correct? they don't. It's we call it an informal hearing because anybody can come in and just talk about their value. They, right. They may not know what but it is. What we can do is explain them to them, and at least show. We don't promise that we can fix their problem that they perceive, but we will talk to them and explain how we did it. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very important thing. We do inspections of properties. Now, we didn't do it in person, but what we figured out was we could do a similar to a Zoom session with the property owner using their cell phone. And they could turn the camera on and walk around, and we could see what they have. 
We're going to continue to do that in the future because it worked great. There's no reason anybody needs to come down to our office anymore, honestly, and we're improving. That's a big part of what I'm looking at in the future. So what, uh, what, yeah, so let's talk about the future then. What are your future plans then, if you get reelected, uh, for the next four years to bring to the office? Continue to do what we've been doing as far as being on the leading edge of technology. And basically what that does is allows us to do things like the virtual inspections, Mm -hmm. to do more work with the same amount of people. We have a growing community, so we have additional parcels we need to deal with every year. But staff is expensive, and we've learned how to do things over the computer. And we've done things that the software can do to make us have better values and then use GIS for people to be able to look up their values, and we will also be implementing being able to say, hey, I live here. What are the sales that have happened around me? Right. We've got just a minute here uh, before we take a break. What sets you apart from your opponent as you go into uh, election season here? Well, I'd have to say the big thing is I have experience. I'm a professional appraiser, and I've been doing this a number of years. My opponent has none of that. Hmm. How can people get in touch with you if they want to support you, want to learn more about you and the election campaign? They can uh, go to the website, ogdenforassessor.com, and you'll be able to find everything you need there. Or you could call me. There you go. 402-450-6421. All right, Rob, thank you so much for coming in. I might have you stick around. I've got a question for you about staff here in just a second, so I'm going to have you stick around for the uh, throughout the break. It is 525, and you're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln, 528.79, and very nice outside today. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the Commander. I asked Rob Ogden to stick around. He's the county assessor. Uh, He's up for re-election in just 28 days here. And, Rob, one of the things we talked about before we jumped on um, the show today, you were talking so highly of your staff and how important they are to you. Let's talk about that because you've had to integrate young um, employees into that and really build a team. Yes, we have. We've had 17 new employees over the last four years out of the 43 on staff. And our average age was 57 prior to this. And we've hired people. While we don't look at age, what we're looking for are people that are able to do a lot of the technology and so it falls to younger people. We're looking for people with good skills as far as getting along with people, as far as being a team player, as far as helping people out, just being a good talent for our mm. office. We can train people to appraisal end because I sort of know that, having done it all my <laughs> life. But uh, it's so exciting every day to come in and see all these people eager to learn, doing wonderful things. It's just the future is going to be great in our office. And you're going to need it with the technology. So, Rob, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Ogdenforassessor.com if you want more information to learn about what they're doing and uh, for the campaign as well. We're going to take a break here. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you so much for joining us on your drive home today. We appreciate it. It's 537. I am Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander. He's going to be back again tomorrow. So everything will be back uh, back to normal, right, Johnny? Uh, the weather for the rest of the week is going to be awesome. Tomorrow we're going to still be in the 80s, but we're going to dip down to, what, mid-70s, maybe a 65 or two on Thursday. So it's going to be a great couple of weeks, usually, that we have in the fall time, right, to really enjoy the weather, and it's happening right now. So get out there and enjoy it. Well, in the first half of the show, we had a great conversation with Lancaster County Assessor Rob Ogden. If you missed that, we'd really appreciate it if you check out the podcast for Drive Time Lincoln. You can go to KLIN.com, uh, or you can find it on our 1400KLIN app. Well, I thought we'd uh, it'd be a great follow up with Rob coming in to uh, really dig into the local real estate market and have an expert come in and talk about really what's happening, uh, somebody who's there out in the field every day. So I invited real estate professional Jeff Searcy on the show, and Jeff's uh, lead Searcy team of home real estate here in Lincoln. He's going to give us a clearer and transparent picture of what's happening in the real estate market. So Jeff, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. We appreciate you being here. Well, thanks, Doug. Great to be here and appreciate you having me. Oh, absolutely. This is so fun. You're, now, your family has really deep, deep roots within this community and especially within the real estate market. So share with us about how long you've been here. You know, we've, we've been very blessed, yeah. Doug. Uh, you know, over the years, my parents started in the business, yeah. 1977, <laughs> and uh, then then I got involved in the business and my wife, Mary, and our daughters, Jasper and Hannah, and, you know, and then there's been tremendous others that have uh, been along for the for the opportunity and the the challenge of real estate and uh you know it's just something that really as the girls would say it gets in your blood and yeah. you and you want to do a fabulous job and serve the community what does this city mean to you and your family well nebraska is is just this beautiful state mm-hmm. it's kind of like this this safe haven that uh, we all enjoy enjoy and appreciate and then you take the capital city and I've always loved, as I had the honor to serve on the Nebraska Capital Environs Commission mm-hmm. for 20 years and the vistas and the surroundings of our great state capital. That got in my blood as, uh, as a young kiddo and, uh, I, it's never left. <laughs> well, you're, and you're recognized for the work that you've done. As a matter of fact, um, you recently were recognized by your peers in the industry receiving the top agent in Nebraska award, correct? From the Home Services of America. Well, not necessarily the top agent, no? but, but being able to be recognized as one of the top uh, organizations inside of our yeah. national organization. It was a real honor, and I always look back at 
the the family history and and the team itself uh that's who de- deserves the credit and even maybe more importantly are our great clients and customers yeah. throughout the, all these years. Congratulations. Appreciate um, that. Yeah, Doug. so you've served probably thousands, I'm assuming. You and your family have served thousands of people within the community. Um, let's get a, uh, would you give us a clear picture of what's going on? Cause we've had obviously the economy, we've, you know, we've, we've dipped during 2020, we've shot back up. Home prices are, you know, it's a, it's a seller's market or it has been a seller's market. We've seen home prices just shoot to the roof. Where are we at now? Has the dust settled a little bit? Cause we'll talk about insurance rates. You know our uh, interest rates here in just a little bit, but has the dust settled a little bit in the market, or are we still pretty hot? Well, it's a great question, and it's one that we get asked almost really every day. Yeah. And the answer is that it is a, a little bit of a moving target. But um, yes, things have stabilized, normalized to some extent, but it's still a very strong, resilient market. Real estate generally is right um you know that kind of uh, because what is it it's housing it's it's people's homes it's their lives they want to have a they want to have a place and that continues to be a real draw but the the frenzy of the kind of the the last two and a half years has subsided somewhat saw that starting doug in really in may uh of this year so when you think about it we're almost six months into a slight adjustment uh and so as quickly as things can turn one direction they can turn back the other and so i i say to people uh you know this is a great time to still be very active in real estate and lincoln's markets always the appreciation's always been pretty steady hasn't it it's been steady um now this last two and a half years kind of got a little right. bit wild right <laughs> yes, but it did. um but steady has always been something that you could count on in lincoln right so what do you think of the greatest needs are then in the area of housing in lincoln um what types of homes uh, are there a greater need for well i think to meet the al- needs always affordability is something that mm-hmm. you you look at and with uh, somewhat of an adjusting interest uh, rate climate, then what you need is um, to take a look at that. Maybe it's creativity. Maybe it's the correct pricing. Maybe it is the condition of the property. But there are, you know, where we had perhaps uh, opportunity to have to sift through maybe eight, nine, ten offers at one time right. on a property. Right. Um, if it's priced correctly today, if the condition is good and it's in a price range that's exciting for people, then maybe we're looking at two or possibly three offers and not eight or nine. So, you know, get out there and this is a great time to be a seller and a great time to be a buyer, buyer because it'll give you the opportunity to kind of take a breath right now. You're not having to compete with you know all those that the frenzy you're able to t- take a step back use your professional real estate agent and be able to uh get the job done so that you're happy in the end well we've been you know we've been part of this market here in Lincoln for a long time um for my wife and I both and we were part of that frenzy in 2020 <laughs> with home sales and you know multiple offers and that type of thing with the uh, uh with with our properties um so you talk about having the service of a professional real estate agent how important is that cuz i know for us it was vital i mean we couldn't have done it by ourselves i mean at all and then navigate that market successfully 
Well, even when the market isn't uh, super robust and it's, you know, it's kind of like taking its own course, I always believe in the guidance of a professional real mm-hmm. estate agent. The realtor plays such a significant role. And of course, our association, we're blessed here in the area, 800 some agents in our community um, taking care of the needs of housing and in real estate in Lincoln and surrounding area in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, it's 544. We're talking with local real estate professional Jeff Searcy on 1499.3 KLIN. Let's go back to the buyer side of this. Uh, with interest rates doubling over the past year, we've gone from about, what, the high twos to now we're well over around 7%, I think, for mortgages right now. How have you seen that impact the buyers when they're looking for a home? You had to say the seven word. I mean, it was, <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> but then I talked to my dad. You know, my dad, right. back when he bought the farm and all that, he was telling me it was like 18%. Right. I was going to so ask. It's pretty low compared you, to that. You remember, and at least your family remembers, some of those much higher rate yeah. environments. And so today, with with where we are, it really doesn't affect the new buyers coming on because they haven't been pricing in those lower uh, rates, but some that we got kind of used to and excited with those low rates, this does seem a little bit, you know, exaggerated. Hopefully the Federal Reserve knows what they're doing, right? (laughs) Right. And and so the National Mortgage uh, Bankers Association says they expect that trending up for a bit and then for it to trend back down and to be into the mid fours to maybe five percent as we head into uh, the end of 23 and 24 for the interest rates correct so then if you're looking to buy a home or needing to buy a home you can buy it maybe down the road obviously if it drops you can refinance and, and you can refinance if, if, if it drops and you might want to take a look at possibly adjustable rate mortgages and other creative avenues but yes it's still an exciting time to be involved in real estate lincoln nebraska are buyers having a difficult time getting loans in this climate i don't believe so i think it's that has stayed very consistent and the great lenders that are in our community uh they're they stand ready to take those mortgage applications and do a great job where so you know you you're you're involved in this both both from the existing home market and also from you know new builds uh, mm-hmm. as well uh where do you see the greatest opportunities for let's start out with with sellers where do you see the greatest opportunities for them and then greatest opportunities for buyers well right now it's still a good sellers market but yet it's also a it's kind of a sweet spot Doug mm-hmm. the sweet spot is it's a good seller's market yet especially depending on the price range condition and the kind of the overall environment in how you posture that property for sale but it's also a wonderful time as a buyer because as i mentioned you can kind of step back you can you can really look at the situation look at the market and and take a breath and make sure that you're getting the home that you want. And yet, with your professional's guidance, you don't miss out on the one that you love. Right. There's a lot of people, yeah, you, we, do, I, we had friends uh, looking for homes over the last year. And it was yeah. like they couldn't even get the bid in fast enough before a home was already taken. Like you said, they didn't even have a chance really to assess the actual home itself. It was like they had to get the bid in or else they didn't have an opportunity to even get it. Right. 
right. which is crazy to it me. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, let's talk about new home builds. Um, I know there's been a lot of supply chain issues, or there had been in the past, um, in regards to building. Buildings taking a little bit longer. Where are we at in the market with new builds? I know there's a lot of construction going on as you look at on the edges of the city. Uh, what's the market like right now? Well, we're super excited about new construction. Always, always have been my wife, Mary. Of course, she's the new home specialist with the Searcy team. She loves new construction. We love all the new areas, the, the new home designs and the projects that are coming on board. In fact, Doug, it might surprise you that roughly half of our home inventory for sale is new construction. So, These these neighborhoods are out there, people. It really picked up a lot of slack in the past couple of years where that inventory was, was so low, new construction played such a key role, and it continues to do so. So we're very excited about it. Are homes being built on time? I mean, are there any supply issues uh, that we see right now? There, there have been. Uh, but I think that most builders have kind of taken that into account mm-hmm. and planned ahead more accordingly so that those issues wouldn't become something that held up a closing right. or held up a move date. I, I, you know, in our area, we have a lot of construction going on. I was just, I was so surprised that during the pandemic over the last year and a half, two years, we still were able to see construction happening. I mean, homes being built and completed. Obviously, there was a lot of pre-planning, I'm assuming, with supplies and all that along the way. So yeah. it was really good to see. You know, just even on my way into the studio today, I was kind of thinking about our conversation possibly and thinking, look at all of the new construction activity that's happening in our city. It's very exciting. It's rewarding. And it just continues to be a wonderful place to to live and uh, raise a family. Absolutely. So what areas of town then are you seeing the most growth in regards to building? Well, you're seeing it all around the right. edges, as as you just mentioned. And, of course, now with the new South Beltway coming on right. board soon, the new schools that the investment of the community is is having, those areas all the way around the peripheral, that is where we're seeing the the new neighborhood excitement. Right. And then what that does is it also fosters that excitement for the the established neighborhoods, the the tree lined areas, the the homes that have that certain character that that people want. At the end of the day, price the property correctly and keep that inventory level up there so that we have can serve the needs of the buying community. And we've got ourselves an equation that works. Yeah, it's going. It's it's so fun to see the growth, and especially as we look at Omaha and Lincoln and kind of everything kind of starting to develop together, <laughs> which is really cool uh, for that merger to ultimately, I sp- I assume, one day to happen. What about from a renter standpoint? We've heard renters, you know, a lot of you know, prices for renters going up. But what about uh, people in, uh, looking for investment properties to rent out? Are you seeing uh, anything in that regard? There seems to be a lot of competition there it's a lot of that. yeah a lot of competition for the purchase of investment properties right. i don't see that declining um now we do have you know you have to keep everything in you know going in the right direction right but uh so far that's what we're seeing yeah um what else have you seen in regards to just the overall climate that you're that just maybe either surprises you or that you're intrigued about 
Well, I would say that one of the things, and by the way, I wanted to mention, Doug, before <laughs> I, I wanted to mention, congratulations to you for oh. your success on One Shot, One Life oh, in your show you. on Saturdays here thank at KLIN. You. You're doing fabulous. People talk about that show, mm. and they're very excited about it. Well, so thanks. you're doing awesome. That. Thank you. You're doing <laughs> awesome. And what was your question? <laughs> That's good. Well, I was just no. I was yeah. I was taking. I was soaking that all in. Yeah. So, no, thank you. Um, no, just uh, what are you recognizing in regards to the real estate market that either surprises you or that you're you know really excited about? Well, I think that right now there's just over 550 active homes on the market. Was and, that? Can I ask a question about yeah. that? Um, was there a time where that was like below a hundred? During the last year, year and a half, I've been hearing these numbers like there were less than 100 homes on the market available for people to purchase. Well, I will say that it probably felt that way. Right. And I would have to do the research to be able to to confirm that, Doug. I don't think that was ever the case. But uh, where we are today, compared to even last year at this time, you know, there's there is a need for inventory mm-hmm. for homes to get on the market and so if if people are out in your audience here today and they're thinking well is this a good t-? yes this is a great time to put your home on the market and buyers the same reason give you more options give you more opportunity to find the home that you really what, want what was the number that are currently available you said are 562 what's normal the, is well that- last year we were almost at 900 so you see there's a there's a drop this half. time of year. Yeah. Yeah, not quite half, but the uh and then pending homes, the ones that are that have us maybe a sold sign out in front right. have not closed yet. The people haven't haven't taken possession or have the keys to the home. We're at 696 according to the most recent stats that we had. So 47% existing homes for sale, Doug, and 53% new construction wow yeah so it's about half and half it is yeah it is so that's a good balance but we do need more inventory to continue to make this work how much more i mean construction wise i think we're limited obviously based upon you know um the infrastructure uh right for water and electricity and all that to get built and developed i mean are we we still see a robust new build market uh in the future i believe so I definitely uh, think that we continue to see that's why why else would the investment be happening if we didn't see yeah. uh, just a great need and uh, a lot of opportunity here in the in the capital city well thank you for giving us just an incredible picture of what's happening and encouraging us in that area how can people get in touch with you if they want more information well obviously you can uh, if you'd like go to seriouslyteam.com and of course 402-475-5555 and we'd be happy to to uh, say hello and chat about the market awesome well thanks jeff thanks for coming in we appreciate it my pleasure doug thank you you bet it's 555 we're going to take a final break here and then we're going to wrap things up you're listening to drive time lincoln on 1499.3 klin you're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN.
Well, it's 558. It's currently 78 degrees uh, on Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon on your drive home. I'm Doug Fitzgerald. The commander will be back in on Twitter Tuesday, tomorrow. So he's going to be back in the seat. Again, let's take a quick look at weather. Um, 85 tomorrow, 75 on Wednesday, 64 on Thursday, and then it's going to warm back up for the weekend. Uh, just in time for a great weekend of sports. Speaking of that, Husker Sports, uh, the football team pulled off a nail-biter on Friday night with their win uh, for their third game of the season, uh, beating Rutgers 14-13. to Next game is going to be Saturday on the road against Purdue. Uh, obviously, it's a big conference game because both teams are sitting on top of the Big Ten West. Believe it or not, kickoff will be at 6.30. Pre-game starting at 2.30. Heard right here on KLIN. Then the third-rated Husker volleyball team, obviously, a big weekend beating Michigan State and number 24 Michigan. Um, their next big game is against number 13 Penn State Friday night. First serve is going to start at 7.30 with pregame at 7 o'clock. You can hear that match right here on KLIN. Then they're going to take on Northwestern on Sunday afternoon uh, with that first serve starting at 2. Both matches are going to be right here in Lincoln at Devaney. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Drive Time Lincoln today. If you want to catch a recording of today's show or past shows, simply head on over to our website at KLIN.com. You can use also the KLIN app and find Drive Time Lincoln in the podcast section. Big thanks to our guests today, Rob Ogden and Jeff Searcy. Also, we want to thank Johnny Cadillac for producing the show. We really appreciate it. Sports Nightly is up next. You've been listening to Drive Time Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Have a great night, everyone.